Nate ran through the forest. His enemies were closing in. He had a feeling tonight was going to be the night where everything finally came to an end. Welcome to Secrets for an Awesome Life. You ever see someone living a pretty awesome life and wonder, man, do they know secrets that I don't? Yes, yes they do. And this podcast is about those secrets. I'm your host, Joey Massio, a certified life coach who helps teens build self-confidence, develop social skills, and achieve their goals, or what I call becoming the hero of their own story. What up, heroes? I'm having a really good week. I hope you're having a great week. My week's going great because the app is moving along, and it looks like the pre-sale customers that got in a couple months ago, they'll be able to test out, when they start testing out, they'll be able to test out version two like within this week. And I'm super excited. I know, you're like, wait a minute, what happened to version one? Version one was just for the alpha testing. Uh, that was just me and the developers. And we made a bunch of fixes and improvements and whatnot. And so they're gonna test out uh, version two, which has some new features that I decided to add in the last stages of development, which I'm super excited about. So if you are not on the interest list yet, you need to get on the interest list because the official launch to the public will be happening soon. And only people on my interest list are going to get a special discount and a special offer when it launches. So make sure you go to sidekicktohero.com and get on that interest list. And now episode 106, Bullies Be Gone. Nathan threw himself into a hollowed out tree trunk, barely making it through the barrage of arrows unscathed. He scooted back as far as he could and readied an arrow in his bow and aimed it at the small opening where the moonlight illuminated the forest. He'd been able to outrun his enemies for a while, but now they had surrounded him, attacking from every side. As his life flashed before his eyes, he still couldn't exactly pinpoint where everything had started to go wrong. As long as Nathan could remember, He was someone's target. Any town he went to, there was always a group of ravagers who were happy to push him around and use him as their target practice. He hated them and their cruelness. Then one day he picked up a bow and arrow and started firing back. He even joined a group of marauders. He thought that would scare off anyone who wanted to do him harm, or at least camouflage him. It didn't. It just brought on more cruelty. Over the years, his skills with the bow grew. He became respected and even feared among some groups. But there is no honor among thieves, and by default, no peace. And he eventually found himself alone with many enemies. Tonight, they had all banded together to see to his destruction. As Nathan sat, barricaded in the tree trunk, he knew he deserved this. He had become the very thing he most hated all those years ago. Redemption was no longer an option. Not for someone as worthless as he was. The pain of that realization was overwhelming. To end it, all he had to do was step out into the night 
and let their arrows pierce his heart. Then, all would be over. Maybe then he might find the relief he'd always been looking for. He slowly put down his bow and arrow and readied himself for what he was about to do. But, before he could move, there was a sudden flash of light outside, and at once the arrows all stopped. He heard someone approach his dark hiding place and saw a hand reach inside, waiting to be taken. Nathan recognized it immediately. It belonged to someone that he hadn't connected with in a long time. Someone who was not there to attack, but to encourage. Someone who would have the answers to a different way out. Someone that if Nathan listened to, everything would change for the better. He knew the arrows wouldn't be stopped forever, and he had two options. He could either slap away the outstretched hand and choose to face the pointy sting of the arrows alone, or take it and start a journey of empowerment and healing. Nathan reached out his hand and... Ah, this one is a cliffhanger, y'all. What did Nathan do? Did he take the hand or did he slap it away? Well, this story is actually based on the story of a real person, Nate Webb, who is with us today. What's up, dude? Hey, thanks so much for having me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm so excited. When I when I saw you on Instagram and and the work you were doing and the the your handle, right? Your 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 thing, bullies be gone. I'm like this this guy's my friend. I can already tell. He's super cool. T- tell us what you do and everything about you. Right. So my name is Nate Webb. Um, I'm a high school counselor. I'm a girls wrestling coach, and I am uh, I, I I have an online thing called Bullies Be Gone. Um, basically, when I was a little kid, I got bullied a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, and I had to learn some really, really tough, tough lessons. Um, that took me longer than it should have to learn, and so. I learned them and, and and everything was fine and dandy. And um, when I was getting ready to get f- for my master's school uh, to, to, for, for school counseling, um, I realized I just saw all these kids like suffering. And I'm like, did you not learn? Wait a minute. No, because I only learned that because of the trauma that I went through. And so I started Bullies Be Gone as a little Instagram thing, you know, tips and tricks, how to get over bullying. And then it grew into me speaking with schools. And then I partnered with Save the Kids. And it's just been, it's been a wonderful, beautiful journey, you know, trying to help as many kids as I can, helping them learn, um, you know, how to empower them and less, you know, focusing on the bully itself and more, you know, they can actually solve a lot of their own problems um, and just trying to help them out the best I can. That is awesome. Uh, you guys all listening, you teens know that's that's my thing. I agree with him a hundred percent. You know, there's the three fronts to, uh, the war on bullying. One is, well, let's change the bully. Awesome. If you can do that. Great. You know, the second one is let's inspire a bystander to say something awesome. If there's a bystander who is uh, aware enough and comfortable enough to stand up and see that there's bullying going on and then stand up and go, Hey, 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 let's stop that. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. But that third one right? That is strengthen you strengthen the target, the person who feels like they are the target of bullying. And yeah. so Nate, when you, when you were talking about that, I'm like, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, and <clears throat> so like the, in the little, little story here, this wonderful little story that I love so much. Um, 
you know, similar to, to, to fake Nathan, real Nathan actually did feel like a target anywhere he went. And it got to the point where I was so desperate to find acceptance. I was willing to do anything. And so I started doing the things that my bullies were doing. I started looking at pornography. I started telling dirty jokes. I started being unkind. I started to become someone who I didn't like doing things that I didn't enjoy just to impress a group of people I didn't even care about. And, um, you know, there, I, there's a lot of different things that, that went down when I was a kid. When I was in sixth grade, I got thrown in the trash can. When I was in eighth grade, uh, I got held down by a bunch of people on the football team um, while they kicked me in the groin. And then, um, in between, well, then freshman year, I got thrown in the dumpster right before homecoming parade. And then in 10th grade, um, started 10th grade year, a bunch of my peers all got on Facebook Messenger because I was, was popular back then. And I got the same message from 15 different people, two or three times an hour for five hours. And it said, just go kill yourself um, for, for the entirety of the school day. And, you know, my parents weren't just sitting by and letting everything happen. They tried to talk to principals and people. But back then, people would really focus on the bullies. They'd really focus on punishing them and suspending them. And they'd come back twice as mean. And they didn't really realize that bullies that bullies need support just as much as the victims do. They need therapy. They need help. They're, they're kids as well. Um, and so I was like, guys, just stay out of it. But after this whole Facebook thing, I was at home crying, maybe starting to believe my bullies a little bit. And my dad you know, he, he sat me down and he asked me, do you know who you are? And I was like, dad, if you don't know who I am, we need to start talking about nursing home options here. Cause you're getting <laughs> a little too old. Um, but he's like, well, no, you're, you're allowing other people to define who you are. You're, they're telling you who you are and you're just letting it be. And he helped me realize that I was allowing like the 10 worst people in my life to totally dictate who I was. And I didn't have to. Mm. And so that was kind of the starting of the brand new life for me. You know, and, and so, uh, spoiler alert, I take the hand, guys, okay? Oh, oh, I take the hand. <laughs> you took it. <laughs> um, because, because I learned that I don't have to let miserable people make me miserable as well. And that's kind of what turned everything around. Oh, that is that is awesome. Uh, yeah, that story, when you shared that story with me, I was like, man, how could I fictionalize this in a way that would really kind of do it justice. Cause that, that that's a, that's a tragic story, right? I, I was bullied, but it was all, it was all mental and emotional, right? Like nobody ever, uh, like one kid punched me in the face. Right. But you know, I, I, maybe I deserved it. I don't know, but, uh, you know, no, I mean, you know, I, I, I was definitely gonna... not. Okay. No yeah, one that... deserves to get punched in the face, guys. <laughs> was, yes, that came out wrong. What, what I meant was I was kind of I was I was physically bothering him. This was like right. third grade. Right, right. You were pestering. <laughs> yeah, I was pestering him. Yeah. So that that was that was not bullying. That <laughs> okay, was, you might have deserved it. <laughs> I might have deserved that. I was pestering him. But yes, yeah. This when you talked about really starting to believe their story, you know, and believe that and that that moment where they were all attacking you like that. For me, I, I put that into that hero's journey, right? The classic hero's journey tale that every, every hero experiences going into what's called the abyss or the night of darkness or the, the cave. And yeah. that to me seemed like your moment. And what comes after that is that moment of transformation. So what I want to yeah. ask you is when you were in that, that darkest night, mm -hmm. first off, how did you handle all the emotions of it? I mean, when I was in the darkest night, 
I looked at pornography. Mm-hmm. I I did not handle it well. When I was in my darkest moments, I I had very poor po- coping mechanisms. Mm-hmm. Um because I had started to turn towards the things that my bullies did, you know? And you know, I had good th- I had good things in my life, you know, my family's a very religious family. We'd read the scriptures, we'd pray, um we'd connect spiritually at that level to try and help us as well. Um but I was when I was in my abyss, guys, I was in I, I was in in so many things that just made me miserable. So I was no longer I was no longer just miserable because of the bullies, but I was also miserable because of my own actions. The thing I was involved, the things that I was involved with to try and cope with my bullies were making me feel worse because that wasn't who I was. I was totally doing things, becoming someone who I wasn't. And that was making me even more miserable. So yeah, when I was in that abyss, I was not coping with the emotions. I was, it was not going well. My, I had, I was flailing and thank heavens. That wasn't the end of the story for me because there's so many kids where it does. That is the end of their story. You know, that's where it might end with suicide. It might end with, with tragic things. And thankfully that wasn't, thankfully my dad threw me a life preserver in that black abyss and kind of helped reel me back in. You do a little course correction, change my mindset and set me in the right path. All right. So then after that transformation, right, which is the step after the abyss, then how did you handle the emotions? Well, I always went back to the initial question that my dad asked me, who are you? And so it did happen overnight. You know, my dad, he's because I was like, I don't know who I am. Like I've been years trying to kind of let other people have been defining that for me. And so we made a list. You know, what do we want people to think of when we think of me? You know, I want people to think of someone who's respectful, someone who's responsible. Who do I want to be? And then align my behaviors with that person. And so it took some soul searching and then it took some behavior changing. But as soon as I decided for myself who I wanted to be, they lost all their power just like that. Mm-hmm. They could say and do whatever they wanted, but I knew for myself who I wanted to be and who I was. My junior year, there's a senior. He pushed me up against the lockers. And he starts swearing at me and he's like, you should go kill yourself. No one likes you. You're dumb. You should just go jump off a cliff. And I was like, oh man, I'm sorry. That's not me because I know who I am. And maybe just maybe you don't know who you are and that scares you. And that's why you're treating me like this, but I'm not your puppet. And when I said that, he just kind of looked at me like, oh, both my brain cells just popped. Oh. <laughs> but like, and so whenever, whenever stuff would come, you know, those emotions, those, the negativity, the unpleasant things, I would revert back to that foundation of who I was, you know, and finding the fact in who I was, was different than the fiction of who they told me I was. Mm-hmm. And that would help me a lot. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Did you guys hear that? That was important. Press, press the go back 30 seconds and, and listen to that part again. Do it right now. Okay. Um, so Nate, when you work or speak with teens and whatnot, mm-hmm. what, like, what do you do? How do you approach it? Where do you start? Yeah. So I've, uh, first I start with, so when I talk, I, I also break things down into three things because I'm a simple person. Um, <laughs> Me too. First of all, I talk, know who you are. Right. And we, we went down that second thing is I, we talk about focusing. Now I realize most teenagers are like little squirrels with ADOS, right? Attention deficit. Ooh, shiny. Um, <laughs> but, but when I tell them to focus, we need to focus on two things, what we can control and what we do have. 
Now we cannot control the words and actions of other people. And so stop worrying about them because you can't control them. You can control you. That's it. Period. Dot the end. Focus on your own actions. How do you affect other people? What do your words do? What do your actions do? And as you focus on yourself, you become a better person. Now, the other half of that is focusing on what you do have, not on what you don't. People say all the time, the grass is always greener on the other side. But the reality is the grass is greener where you water it. Okay. Where you're spending all your time and attention, you know, instead of staring off into social media, wishing you had so-and-so's Lamborghini, guess what? That's not even his Lamborghini. He just took a picture by it so he could look cool. Like that, it, it drives me bonkers. And so focus on what you do have. I did not have, I, we were a poor family. I, we, I did not have cool materialistic things. I had a family that loved me. I never had to worry where my next meal was coming from. I had a roof over my head. All things that we take for granted if we're not thinking about it. And the reason why we need to focus on these things that we do have is because it enables us to feel this cool thing called gratitude. Now, our brains, our, our brains are not multitaskers, even mm -hmm. though some, some women might think they can. We cannot, okay? <laughs> no one can multitask. Our brains can go back and forth between two opposing emotions, back and forth, but it can never feel it at the exact same time. Your amygdala is not capable of that. And so when you are intentionally engaging in gratitude, you are also protecting yourself from depression and anxiety and things that if felt too much for an extended period of time can develop into mental illnesses. And so when you're intentionally being grateful and thinking about those things and focusing on those things, you're actually protecting yourself. And the last thing I talk about with teens is then just to serve. Like if you're having a crappy day, find someone who's having a crappier day and make them feel a little bit better. Because once you serve them, you find yourself, oh my gosh, the light that I was looking for was within me this whole time. You know, when, when I was a kid, um, one of my friends was moving back to, to my hometown and um, he had gotten bullied way worse than I was because he wasn't a member of the same church of the rest community. And so he moved out of state. Um, and he moved, he was moving back and I saw he was moving back. And so I, I, I talked to everybody and I threw this big old surprise party for him and it was so fun. I'll never forget the smile on his face, mm. but you know what I did forget while I was planning this party and everything. I totally forgot about all the kids who told me to go kill myself. I totally forgot about the immature people and their immature actions because they simply did not matter because helping someone else mattered more. And so those are the, you know, know who you are, focus on what you, what you can control and what you do have and serve other people. And that's kind of like the basics where I start at when kids come to me, like I'm getting picked on, I'm unhappy. I'm like, okay, junior, let's sit down. Let's talk. Yeah. I love that. Especially that, that last one getting lost in service. You know, that's like the ultimate description of a hero, right? When you think of a hero, they're not out there just like focusing on themselves and building themselves a nice house and doing the thing they're using their superpowers for good uh, for other people. I think yeah. that's awesome. Thank you, man. So good. Okay. So Nate wrapping up here where, well, no, let's do this first. Wh drop some last words of wisdom. You are, you're, you already dropped so much, but right. drop something else for teens listening to this right now who are like, Oh my goodness, that's me right now. I'm Nate or Nathan from the story, same name. Uh, I'm him and I'm experiencing this right now. What would you say to them if you just sat down and you had like 60 seconds to talk to them? I would look them in the eyes <clears throat> and I would tell them, I would tell them, them two separate things. First of all, I would tell them, 
you are strong and you are loved and you will always be enough. And then the second thing I would tell them is you are wonderful, you are worthy, and you are worth it. Those positive affirmations, I found those, those, those two phrases alone helped me through a re- some really, really dark times. And so helping them come up with some sort of positive affirmation, like, like you're like, I am you. I can't figure this out. Like, I, I just don't know what to do. Well, while your life is full of so much po- negativity, you got to pump yourself full of positivity. And so if even you have to talk to yourself in the mirror and look yourself you know, and do the actions, whatever it is, let yourself know that you are enough, that you are strong, that you are loved and that you don't have to succumb to these bullies. And so, yeah, I would pump them full of some positivity. That's awesome. Heroes. He just offered you some great thoughts, some great hero thoughts that you can borrow. If you can't believe them, then just add on the words. It's possible at the beginning of it. All right. If you heard those, you're like, oh, well, that's not for me though. Just add on it's possible until you can get to a point where you can drop it's possible and just believe it as it is. Yes, please. Yeah. Please guys, talk to yourself in the mirror every single day. Mm-hmm. Let yourself know. Even if you don't believe it, your reflection believes it because your reflection knows, your soul knows it. And sometimes we just have to see ourselves telling us that until we can believe it ourselves. I always knew the person in the mirror was a real person separate from me. I knew it. Nate just confirmed it. Awesome. Uh, okay. So Nate, if somebody would just, just heard this, uh, a teen or one of their parents listening, I'm like, Oh my goodness. I, I want more of Nate. Where do they go? Um, so Instagram super active on there at bullies, B E dot gone. You can hit me up on there. Um, I, you can email me as well. Bullies.speaker at gmail.com. And I'd love to come to talk to anybody, DM me, I can talk at your school, whatever it is. I'm here to help kids feel some love. Awesome. Nate, thank you very much for being here. Absolutely, man. Thank you for having me. Yo, teens, I know you spend a lot of time doing fun things like playing video games or watching YouTube, but those things do not improve your life like at all. I created something that combines YouTube and video games, but that also helps you build self-confidence, develop social skills, and achieve your goals. It's called Sidekick to Hero, and it's gamified mindset training just for teens. You play through stages, attend weekly live streams, and compete to win real prizes each month all while strengthening your mind so that you can stop feeling like the sidekick in your own life. Grab a parent and check it out at SidekickToHero.com so you can start being the person you were born to be. A hero.